Broadcasting live through Luda the Beacon in the basement of Stalwart Fortress, this is Wagdai Weekly, the show that covers everything about Wagdai, the interactive fantasy adventure that combines rich lore, role-playing mechanics, and a community of creators that bring the Forsaken Lands to life in an immersive game where there is only one constant. We are all going to die. I'm your host, King Offling, and I'm here with Josiah. This is episode 27. How are you doing, buddy? You know, I, I've been kind of bothered for the past three days because on the Wagdai floor, it's like all wizard hats. And it's only the Zerd and Gothic backgrounds, which is like the green and gray pastel color. So I'm used to seeing variety on the Wagdai floor, and it hasn't really been that since uh since the past few days so kind of bummed but how about you how's your week going uh so far so good i am actually still riding pretty high off of the last spaces that we had um thursday was a was a very juicy day in terms of content and lore and everything like that and so um i'm pretty stoked to have been like i've been diving into what it all meant uh, as well as revisiting some older content to see how things line up and connect. And I'm kind of excited uh, for what's coming. Yeah, I know you uh, You were pretty riled up with this one. You know, what I appreciated, I mean, just first off the bat was how clear and understandable <laughs> the entire spaces was. I think, you know, I went back and listened to the uh, the, the void spaces as well because I was trying to uh, dig up some lore on, on Wormlord Cull. And th- the the voices are just so low and gravelly with the effects, right? That you're straining to make out the content. So I think, you know, that that's something I don't want to take for granted with this uh, last Southern Plain Spaces. Yeah, no, I mean, the quality and, and not just production value, but like, yeah, the clarity has, has been improving over time and... Uh... Um, that kind of thing but there's a lot to cover with this one so i kind of want to just dive right into it if you're if you're good to yep, go. Let's go uh all right so uh the southern plain um this space brought us into the heartland of the druids the last time we encountered uh one of the druids before this whole little quest began uh was in the primordial lands and we met this unnamed druid who told us a lot of things that at the time we really didn't understand we run into this dude again he's like got this bob ross afro um and then, uh, you know, he's he's he foresaw us coming. He's telling us about, you know, he was seeing the Lost Pilgrim approaching in his dreams um, and that uh, the solstice is arriving and that it is a unification process to uh, returning everyone to the one. Um, then he goes on to bring us to this amphitheater. Uh, which is actually a really cool space when you when you find out the details about it, but we'll get to that later. And he tells us the story of Logan, or at least the cursory details of it. Um, that being that Logan, uh, you know, sought knowledge and power um, through Agora, and through the pursuit of that knowledge, had a vision of a primordial being uh, that called the One, um, a monad, um, in. Uh, you know, philosophical terms, a monad is like uh, a, an ancient Latin th- concept of the one, the oneness, um, everything being I am you and you are me and I'm him. And we're all essentially the same entity and energy um, combined in a singular form. Um, and it is the root essence of all reality. And this lines up with, you know, the one in Wagdai being this primordial thing that predates the two. Um, so Logan has his faith in the one um, and the, the oneness and root of all existence and that it is the, the true form of this world. Um, that the, the Forsaken Lands as we experience them, them now as the Lost Pilgrim um, is a deception. It is a fracture of the, the truth of reality. Um, that we have been divorced from, uh, you know, for lack of a better term, godliness, the oneness with with everything um, uh, through this deception. He talks in a bit of vagary about a, a calamity that sort of divided the one and created existence. 
um, you know, uh, uh, while expressing his wishes to return to it. Um, and so this vision that he had under the light of Agora, which is an interesting thing as well. Um, it was the, it was the knowledge of Agora, like Agora's knowledge gave him this vision. Um, and he began preaching it within, I presume the kingdom of the enlightened. And through that he was banished. And that's why he is called Logan, the shameful and why the Druids and the zealots are all fighting. Um, so that is kind of like the framework for their like ideological philosophy uh, is that everybody is part of the one uh, that identity separates you from the one and that we are destined to return to it um, through the inverse of entropy. Like gravity will bring us all together again. Um, so when Logan was banished from the kingdom of the enlightened, he wandered um, and, and the, the sky at this time, like it was pitch black. There was only one star and he was like guided by it. And it took him to the Southern plain where he encountered, um, this immovable stone of Zoe. And, uh, this is the first time we've had like official, like confirmed location details of the stone of Zoe. Um, but it was this big rock with this like crazy primordial carving in it. Um, that like had withstood the test of time. Like it had been there forever. Like all of the things around it um, had aged, but this carving would not weather away. And it, it depicts a sort of hierarchy of the world um, showing the one um, and then fracturing into the ancients and then fracturing into the two and then all of the other beings in the 17. And now it continues into us, the lost pilgrim, which is a fraction of a, of a, another singular being. And, it shows that this world has continued to just split and split and split and split. And we keep getting more and more and more divorced from the oneness that he perceived as the root of all existence. And so the Druids, he, get, he began to, you know, preach this within the Southern Plains and began to, um, you know, amass followers, the Druids for it. Um, and like part of the reason that they're, what they're doing here now in the Southern plain at the solstice is they're creating this pyre and they're going to like <laughs> burn uh, people in there, release their essence into the universe again um, so that all things can become returned to the oneness. Um, it's a tradition that they've held for a long time. Um, and they, they believe that that sacrifice of life and also the sacrifice of individuality um, is critical to, uh, you know, you know, returning, returning us to the one, um, for before there's, there's some more really crazy notes I want to get into, but like, first, what are your immediate gut check thoughts on the whole, like philosophy and awareness of this concept within Wagdai? Um, no surprises for me. I think it, it was very consistent with the world that they were building up. You know, he even referenced the very first, lore drop from the Wagdi account, right? The idea of the writhing mass was was the first thing. And then from that, we have the two entities, Mother Gore and the Nameless Serpent. So it, it doesn't really surprise me, this philosophy that the Druids have taken about this monad. First time I've ever heard of the word too, by the way. Um, yeah, so it all, all, it all knits together quite nicely for me. Um, something about i i think how the spaces was was conveyed i you know i asked you in the in the uh the library before about you know kind of formulating your your top 10 favorite larps um lore drops this one i you know it's it's not just about the content that they delivered right i think it the ambience and atmosphere of the storytelling i think deserves a lot of merit you know, I was thinking the last time I really felt immersed in this kind of lore drop was back at the festival tournament when we entered a bar, right? And they had uh, Jobus the Clown, like, explain to us the history of the Nameless Charter. You know, and we were drinking Noxium Brew, and then at the end, he slits his throat, he commits suicide in, in, in devotion to the Nameless Serpent and all that. And that was magical. Like, that was truly transformative and, and how you 
relate to the story. And I feel like they really did it again here. Just something so simple as like adding the twinkling stars, right? And setting the scene, like the details, like you were saying, like we approach, they mentioned Gotland. They said, yeah, he's going to make a, a good participant in the pyre, put him over there. You know, they add footsteps. We're told that we're in this amphitheater among the rocks of Zoe. I get a real Stonehenge like uh, image from that. I hope to see that on the map piece when it comes out. Uh, but that, that's something I just want to highlight because it makes a huge difference. And it only really, it, it just relishes the story that they're trying to tell. Well, I find what's interesting about like the similarity between this one and that spaces that you liked with the, the, the grand tournament, both utilized the tradition of theater in the round as a storytelling mechanism, right? Here we are with the druid in the amphitheater, essentially listening to an oral presentation given by him to all of the other druids, and we just happened to be there. And the same was happening at the, the Grand Festival. It makes it very easy to digest these things um, and, like, plays naturally into, like, the, the performative aspect of the, the spaces. Sure, yeah. Um. But the amphitheater is is an interesting place. So all of these druids are gathered around um, in this amphitheater, which was constructed or sort of assembled um, uh, around these the stone of Zoe, right? Um, there's this still these etchings on it, and they have just get this is their gathering place, like Stonehenge kind of. Um, what's interesting is in the part where he's describing the um the etching in the stone uh did showcasing the the hierarchy of it the druids call she who smiles the separator um, because her role in the world is to force a division between the two which is the first time we've ever had any real antagonism towards she who smiles or any sort of like reference to her beyond just like the first being and like um, you know, uh, existing as our narrator and all of that. Um, and it's it's really cool because, like, their philosophy does contrast with with hers quite greatly. They um, they don't like the separation. They want to return to the oneness. It's why they, um, you know, forsake their individuality and they don't have names. And everybody who enters the pyre, like, if you're if you're staking your 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 wag die at the pyre, like, remove your character's name for the for the LARP. I think it's really important. But um, yeah, do you, you have any thoughts on the she who smiles aspect of it? Uh, calling her the separator, I, you know, it's weird. I. I'm thinking back to the early spaces. I think it was really easy to conflate She Who Smiles with Mother Agora. I don't know if it's just me, but, you know, if I think back to the bonfire days and the voice who was speaking, even in the early Twitter drops, like, I thought this was the voice of Mother Agora. And so it's kind of weird to think that she exists outside the two. Um, but, but for the Druids to kind of look at her... Um, in that way i don't know i'm trying to think about it I, it's 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 good that they, they they don't refer to logan by his moniker logan the shameful either right i i mean that makes sense to them there's he, he's like their savior you know they they speak very highly of him so it's interesting that uh the name that is ascribed to him is the one from the perspective of you know the zealots and and the whole camp of the enlightened and whatnot yeah, it's it's interesting. Um, I, I'm very curious, especially. I mean, we'll, I'll get to more of the detail later, but um, yeah, the the pyre is open. Um, is a new location available at that spaces, uh, and you can stake your wag die there. It definitely sounds like you're going to die. A hundred percent. This is very much seeming like a glutton's maw style burn. Um, where everybody who goes in is is guaranteed to die. Perhaps there will be a token of concord. No guarantees, no reward, no gain. Um, that's just the way it goes. And currently, that like before the show, I checked, there were thirty three currently staked at the pyre, including she who smiles and Logan himself, which is uh, very interesting to have two of the 17 participating um, in, in what is almost assuredly uh, a straight up burn. What, what are your thoughts? Um, yeah. You, you know, the, the, the Druid closes out his space. You know, he was saying he, he welcomed people to the pyre, but he said, be, be warned. Like you will be diffused into the eternal cosmos for all time. Um, so it seems pretty straightforward there. 
I I wonder if there's any any twist in this in terms of survival, right? Like I was even talking about the idea you have the two body traits uh, follower of Logan and Logan's disciple, right? Like it would be cool if you if you staked one of those, like your wag die didn't get burned, but you still received whatever expectant reward there was at the end. Um, I I myself have not staked any um, because I don't I don't see the the religion of Logan really being instilled in any of my characters. Um, but is there, you know, to address the gorilla in the room, is there a way for them to prevent the 17 from being burned, even if they were to burn every other character in that space? The contract has two burn functions. Uh, burn specific wag die. So they could process individual burns, but or just burn any number uh, uh, randomly at that space. Um, if I had to guess, they will not <laughs> um, avoid that. Uh, we've already seen what happens when she who smiles dies, uh, but we also don't know what's going to go with you know uh, if that's repeatable. If if Logan is going to die there. Um, well, that that's the funny funny part about all this too, right? Like, we we didn't get a cycle number for Logan, so we don't know how long he's been doing this, right? Kind of stewing his his little cult uh, community. But you you'd imagine at some point he would join the pyre, right? <laughs> Instead of just ushering all his followers in. Yeah, yeah, I feel that. Like, and especially there was a couple comments that the Druid made about this cycle and the presence of the lost pilgrim, uh, and and still seeking a call, uh, like an end to division and a return to the oneness. Like, that's the thing. Like, perhaps there is a, uh, you know, an end to Logan's story here. You know, it's it's uh, feeds into the prophecy of, um the the lost pilgrim so to speak that they they kind of are aware of um i can see it narratively making sense it's not like you know nameless charter was suddenly staked in there <laughs> and you know like it, it it narratively fits in a lot of ways um she who smiles i don't know what the deal with that is um but it, it does got to do something about it, right? Like that's what's crazy about the game now. Like uh, they they posted um, earlier today that there's only one day left to stake at the at the pyre. So um, you know, if you're listening to this now, you can go ahead and get yourself sacrificed. I do recommend removing your name um, just just for the sweet LARP of it. Uh, but yeah, I, overall, I don't know. I just imagine uh, the artist like preemptively. He's he's got the pixel art animation of each of the seventeen, like being destroyed and just re reanimating themselves. I, who, well, who knows? I mean, like, yeah, Detriti didn't reanimate, right? Detriti died in a in a fashion. I I mean, I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. It's exciting, right? Like that's the whole the whole point of this thing is that none of us know what's going to happen. There's no like hard rules or anything like that. Um, so we'll we'll have to wait and see. Tomorrow, I guess we'll get some news about the pyre and what the results of it are. When, um, when are we expecting? Let's see. Today is Tuesday, so it's very possible they could have the spaces on Thursday. I suppose. Yeah, that sounds maybe possibly right. Like tomorrow, they post some. Art or, or burn everything and then or or just even lock the lock the room right and then thursday could have a space yeah it's possible there's no there's been no announcement yet that i haven't seen so we'll have to wait and see um but there is a little bit more uh to the narrative still after the pyre um we've gotten a little bit of foreshadow on what's to come uh so the nameless druid um who we we talked to and who, who orated at the the amphitheater um we brought him the strange mushroom. Now it's still in our shared wallet, uh, or, or sorry, no, it's in the Wagdai wallet. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, um, it's still sitting there. But he uh, says he has had visions uh, and callings about it, um, and he's called uh, its sweet scent, um, which is something that the mysterious corpse uh, called his spores, the the sweet scent of the spores. Um, so yeah, we. We gave him the mushroom, 
uh, and he's like, okay, I'm going to go and like uh, do this amphitheater oration. But like afterwards, uh, I'm going to go to my lab and like start studying this mushroom and like y'all can come over later. And after the after the solstice, after the pyre, like come on over to my mushroom lab and uh, we'll see what this is all about. Um, but it also one little thing is like the way he was describing his experiences in the primordial lands makes me definitely think that he is the doppelganger and that the OG was like eaten by the glutton or something. I don't know. Um, unsubstantiated rumors, but probably true. Yep, I think I think it it has driven the theory uh, more so, um, from my perspective. This is the doppelganger, but some fun speculating is: will we have a Grimlock situation here? Like with this druid, Ooh. he took the mushroom back to study in his lab, right? And if you think about where his his orientation lies towards, you know what people have to do, right? What's what's their their the, the pinnacle form of their existence which is like death return to the one right like he's he's probably brewing some kind of plague right because you remember at at the start of the spaces during the encounter one right the zealots were coming down because they heard the news right or it was sent through the spiritual vine or whatever from from the kingdom of the enlightened that there was like a calamity coming and they had to go and stop it Right. So is the, the question is, how does the whole mushroom tie into this? And what we know from the mushroom is that it's potentially very contagious. Right. I mean, its current state is dormant, but it seems to have some kind of there's some infectious connotation to all of it. And so are, are we going to get some kind of, you know, widespread plague as a result of what this guy is trying to do? I don't know. I man, I when when you said he was going back to his lab to quote unquote study the mushroom, I thought you just meant he was going to be like eating it and tripping balls. <laughs> like, I'm sure that's part of it. I'm sure he'll need it, to be in that mindset in order to uh, to to you know jumpstart this this <laughs> this plague across the land. Strange um, mushrooms are a very good way of finding oneness with the universe for sure, no doubt. Um, but yeah, let's uh, let's let's bring up some people. Let's get some community reactions to the space because it's it's pretty dense. But I mean, like that's that's the bulk of it. We've got we're seeking monadic oneness with the universe through the druids, and uh, you've got about twenty four hours left to stake. Fate, how you doing? I'm doing swell. I'm doing swell. Um, King, one thing you resonated uh, that resonated with me deeply with that you said it was about. Um, you know, we we come from Stardust. We return to Stardust. Uh, I, re I reread the definition of the monad, and it is basically an in, an indivisible object, right? Um, and so, in the, in that case, when you know the Lord tells us that it did get divided, it must have been some event that probably caused just the splitting of everything, right? And that gives us credit again to that doppelganger idea so maybe maybe uh like josiah has been saying you maybe not you don't even have to be go into the primordial lands to have a doppelganger of yourself um like uh narratively i don't know how much of a plot device that would have but like i guess you know we're free to create doppelgangers and there there is a reason why a lot of the characters look the same uh, but with slight variations, right? Like they could be brothers or cousins, whatever. Um, but where, 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 where I was going with this is that, you know, if she who smiles was the one that caused this split, then maybe uh, Mother Agora is kind of like the doppelganger of uh, she, uh, uh, yeah, of she who smiles. I just don't know who the doppelganger of the nameless serpent is. Interesting. I mean, I don't know if like a, one of the two could have a doppelganger. Like we basically, the, a doppelganger is just made when you die in the primordial lands. Well, um, well we don't like, know if it's just in the primordial lands where you 
die and have a doppelganger. It could be other places too. Yeah, sure. It's possible. Um, yeah, we, we'll have to wait and see. I mean, have did you got any stake at the pyre yet? Are you, uh, are you, are you ready to die there? I'm always ready to die. <laughs> Cheers. Well, uh, yeah. Um, we haven't really seen much else on what's to come with the after the pyre, other than the mushroom stuff. So you, I don't know. You know what? Uh, what what you guys were just talking about? It reminds me of you've seen Dark Crystal, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You, I, I I watched the Netflix TV show before the original movie. That was by choice because the, the TV show is a prequel, right? But so the big twist is, and everyone, cover your ears if if you care. You haven't seen it yet. But, that, you know, the big twist is that the, the two opposing sides, which are the, uh, the Skeksis and the... What's the other ones called? God damn it. Uh, not the Gelflings. Skeksis. The Gelf- yeah. And the, uh, the good ones. Yeah. So the the, Ur, the, Ur, the Ur. There you go. They're, they were they're revealed to have been the same entity, but the fracturing of the, the dark crystal in the land uh severed them into two separate parts like good and evil right that that's that's what it reminded me of when you guys were talking about this idea of you know the doppelgangers and whether potentially it's woven deeper into the lore than we think um i I think it ties into the monad as well right mother gore and the nameless serpent yeah uh could could be actually a very interesting setup for like if you thought the battle of the burning church was a big war like imagine every entity across the Forsaken Lands having you know a a, a, a parody to to fight. Um, and then what? So why did the treaty get revived at, as another you know NFT? Because it didn't. The treaty did not get revived as another NFT. Right, right, right. And so that leads me to believe that not not like one of the seventeen that still has some narrative uh, to keep going with, those specific 17 can't die. Maybe Detriti didn't necessarily have more of a story written for her. Maybe, you know, we took a, a, a road, a fork in the road, where she was no longer pertinent because her story had already been told, right? Because Detriti accomplished what, through it, to treaty we were able to accomplish the ceremony to establish the 18th cycle which i think was again a monumental piece of the war right yeah i i would agree with that i think well it's it's you know everything we're told about the 17 is history right like it's all happened in the past and i i think it kind of speaks to the broader framework of the wagdai world right and that the story is is set Right. And it's a template and it's really the the users, the holders, the community that's invited to go and fulfill, fill the land with their stories and their character and their designs and their interpretations of things. Like relive history in a way. And I was thinking about that, too. It was about like the perspective of the spaces, how some different some spaces are told like in a stylistically different way. Um, I'm, tr- I'm trying to think of, I'm, I, I want to look back and see if. The, the spaces that were from a different perspective, if they led to a specific outcome, does that make sense? Like a future-oriented outcome. Yeah, exactly. Or like, or because we haven't had a call to action yet, right? For this, for this. Section. Just, just staking at the pyre. That would be the call to action. Because um... I, I mean, I could see like the uh, mysterious force saying, like, okay. The fires, uh, the pyre fire starting, uh, like you said, throw some spores and they get burned and we all get contaminated with a disease that's going to kill us. Yeah. Right on. Um, so, yeah, that's that's a pretty much a wrap up of the main adventure storyline stuff. Uh, Josiah, is there anything else that we need to cover on that that I missed or, or shall we move on to? 
this is kind of getting into the weeds, okay? But they're, let's they're, go. They, yeah, they talk a lot about ancients, right? They describe in his memory ancients nesting in a spiral. What do you say? A spiral kind of. I, I forgot what the word was, but he, he he mentioned at one point there was the idea, right, that Logan went to that place, the Southern Plains, because he was guided by the star, the single bright star in the Black Knight. And then a voice and vision came to him in addition to the carving on the stone, right? And it's the same voice that spoke to the Bob Ross Druid towards the end, right? When he's, when he's picking up the mushroom, he's like, oh, I, I have this scent and I hear a voice and I wonder if it's the same voice as Logan heard. There, there are two entities mentioned in Wagdai lore that remain shadowed. Right. And the, it's it's the one that called to Yuria from the fire that turned her effectively into the 17. And then there's the idea of the third. Right. The one who gave Malosh his power. So there there are still these stones that need to be turned with these specific characters. And I think you know, one of the leading theories I have is that these are these are ancient beings. Right. The, one of the ancients kind of just lumbering around in different forms. Or it, it could be something else completely. I don't know. Like, who's this? Who's this character? Like, implanting these visions and and ideas into even members of the seventeen, right? Yuria and Logan, and are they accurate, right? Or is there a kind of motive behind them? Yeah. So far, the only entity we've come across with that kind of like mind power is is the beacon, but this doesn't really sound like their territory. You know, it's like they're, they're a much more shallower pool than, than the ancients and, and controlling the world plus coming much later in the cycles too. So um, who knows, who knows, maybe it has something, maybe it does have something to do with Luda. Like if you think about it, right. What did you say? The heart of Yuria um, and, and the stone of Zoe are both aspects that, you know, have had this ancient, uh, voice speaking to it. And they are also the thing that power the compass to find Luda. Sure. Yeah. Like there's possibly, maybe there's something there. And if Luda's arm is the thing that gave the beacon, the power to like be telepathic, you know, it's a bit of a stretch, but I'm sure there's some mental gymnastics we can do to like <laughs> tie it all in. Who knows? I mean that that's the fun of the fun of this this really rich world, right? Is is the speculation? I think that that's like half of it. You know, if if we were to go into uh, Wagdai in space, right? The idea that Luda is a spaceman, and he's trying to find a way outside the cycles, and he's found it, right? He's disappeared. He's off planet. He's off world, and he's able to send these messages back to the individuals who still are in the Forsaken Lands, right? One of the ideas is, hey, in order to get off to break the cycle, you have to engage in this pyre ritual. And the one he's able to reach with that message is Logan, right? He's implanting that telepathic message. Yeah, I'm I'm very excited to find out what happens with uh, with with Luda long term. Um, yeah, that the whole spaceman concept is is interesting. Um, we'll see, we'll see. We gotta wait and see. Let's uh, there's 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 a couple of things that have happened this week as well um, uh, across the Wagdai universe. Um, uh, Thursday we we had our first uh, our second third third um, cross community uh, on chain battle. Uh, this one was with with sinners and saints. It was a pretty good fight. Uh, we we seldom have uh, a fight last that long. Um, but it went down uh, blow for blow. Unfortunately, in the very end, uh, we were <laughs> defeated for the first time. Uh, How close was it? I, I, oh. I came in towards the beginning and then I left. Yes, dude. So, like, it was three on three. There was, like, you know, the fighters were all brawling until they they, they hit each other. And then it really came down to uh, Idenmar, the necromancer, and uh, uh, the, the Solonin, their, their pyromancer, basically. And they were just, like, you know, spell dueling at each other yeah. uh, until there was, like, a basically a force of, you know, like the, the good old energy crossing the streams thing. Yeah, um, Harry Potter shit. Yeah, until, you know, they and they were both at, like, 20, 30 health. One hit would have killed either of them. Um, and, uh, and yeah, by the skin of his teeth, uh, Solon and Solon won, 
um, by just chucking a couple of extra spinning fireballs out. Um, and yeah, it was cool. It was a good fight. It was a really good fight. Uh, I'm quite happy with the way it came out and, and the surprises that uh, the text generator uh, <laughs> happened to create throughout it. Is Does it actually like really get easier for you? Like yeah, like you said, I think this is your third time, right? Because you run those yeah. behind the scenes, you run the roles, you run the the lore, tweeting. Yeah, so it has gotten a lot easier on uh, in a lot of fashions, and I've I've started to use um, AI to make that job easier. Interesting. Yeah. Um. So I I trained uh GPT on like a lot like before the fight happened like you know i i trained it on what is the environment like who are each of the individuals what are they all um you know what are the weapons and and their powers and you know then also like training it on the concept of like our damage scale and like how much what a strong hit is, is numerically in these kind of things and i got it basically to the point where um, it could keep a consciousness of the the fight as it's happening, and I could just give it a simple prompt um, where it's I'm like, oh, uh, you know, this character hits this character for 15 damage, and it would like spit out, you know, pretty good dial, uh, you know, uh, narrative about the fight, including some dialogue sometimes, um, and uh, would keep it under 120 characters, which was what I needed for a tweet plus a link. So um, yeah, it worked pretty, pretty well. It still needed a fair bit of editing on the spot. The hardest part of it all, believe it or not, was actually dealing with, <laughs> with Polygon. Um, I had some like weird uh, delays in the processing of the, 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 the roles and stuff, just because Polygon's not as fast of a chain um, and it's, it's harder to speed up and, you know, gas has been crazy this past, you know, month, two weeks. Um, so it just was slow. Um, so there was a couple hiccups there, but for the most part, it was pretty solid, uh, on execution. I'm looking forward to doing more of them. Um, I'm talking with the dark, dark flex guys right now about doing one. Um, uh, other communities have kind of like started talking to us about doing them. So again, guys, if you, you know, there's a community that you're part of, or, um, you know, just think would be a fun fit to have a little spaces like this with, like, let us know and let's set it up and, and just do it. I'm down to do a lot more of these because it's um, a good fun exercise with the AI. Plus, um, you know, we've had, we had a lot of people who joined the community um, uh, because of that space, you know, um, we had a lot of fun showing off um, Julian and, and Cowboy did a killer job narrating it. Um, we had a, a, a tremendous <laughs> amount of, you know, appreciation for their efforts there. It was just really good fate. You, uh, you, you did a killer job keeping the, uh, the energy going. Um, it's just like, I think it's a really strong, uh, showcase for the community talent, um, and our way of doing things. It's a little hard to explain to people, but, um, you know, just, you know, get it, get them to be like, Hey, just host the space and let Wagdai do their thing. And like, you'll have a good time for sure. Yeah. And, you know, kudos to you for, you know, facilitating that. And I, you know, I did hear, I did see a lot of praise and encouragement for the community members who were stepping up to kind of be present and, and, you know, showcase that space too. Shout out to cold world as well. You know, like, obviously it's all fun and games too. Right. But I think this is one of the biggest ways that, we're actually promoting the project. And I, you know, I, I know people probably aren't fond of that terminology, but I, I think that's the truth of it. You know, I, I, every community needs that. We need the storytellers. We need the LARPers. We need the builders, right? And we do need the promoters, people to hold that megaphone up and kind of put this out there. And these on-chain battle spaces, right? Like do exactly that purpose. I think it's really good. When dead fellas suit. Yeah, we can. I mean, sure, let's do it. <laughs> uh, I got, I got, I got a couple of dead friends I don't want to burn in. Let's go. It's gonna um, be what? What is that? Ten wagdai to a dead fellas? Ten, well, we can. I mean, we can fight the the animals, right? Like, there's they got they got a subsidiary, right? Yeah. Um, that's the that's the other thing. Like, I think the thing, like you said, yeah, promotion is important for a project's growth and getting new members and all that. But like, this kind of spaces does it in a way that like isn't lame, right? Like, how many? I'm so 
done with spaces that are like, you know, uh, everybody, let's go sweep the floor and like, yeah, man, everybody. Yeah, like that's not fun or cool, and it's just like the most cringy thing ever. So I, I don't know. I, yeah, it's a lot of work and a lot of hoops to jump through to like do it our way. But like, you know, it's just it's it's our way. It's the way we do things. So I'm happy with it. It it's fun. It's cool. It's wag die. So uh, I'm down to keep doing those things. Yeah, I I would just say next time, you know, maybe maybe do give us that edge, you know, because the morale is super low. Just... Yeah, and the rows, because, you know, it, it was, I think the community was in shambles. I thought the floor price would plummet. Um, but, you know, look at Sinners and Saints now. Yeah, so. yeah it's just the way it goes, you know. I, I, gotta, I gotta figure out how to cheat more. That's the problem. The funny thing is, like, I totally could. Like, I post the links to the Polygon. <laughs> Nobody checks that shit. Like, nobody's <laughs> reading any of this. Everybody's just like, oh, okay, yeah, cool. <laughs> right? They're, they're there for the story. But, like, um, you know, on-chain verification of things is important to me. Right? Like, I like provability. There's something about it that, like, if I have to, if if I'm rigging it and I'm like am not proving every dice roll, it's not fun for me anymore. You know, running it, I like still having the surprise, um, and and the 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 trust that it builds is important. You know, like how many projects have you been in where there's been a raffle or some other nonsense, and like they're just like, <laughs> here you go, these are our winners. I'm like, who do, why, who are these people? I'm just like, I don't know what you're talking about. That it's ridiculous in recent memory. I don't. Anyway, yeah. So I don't know. On-chain verification is important to me. I'll continue to do it, even though literally nobody is checking it out. Um, the only thing I might change is like maybe I'll roll all the dice before the battle, just so we don't have that like weird long delay sometimes. Although, because like I mean, it's not like anybody's actually looking at like I don't know. I'll I'll figure it out. It's not important, but like I'll probably just keep doing it the way I'm doing it. And like you know whatever sure it's fun it'll be verified though you'll get you'll get your polygon scan link every damn time because that's the way you do it right this is web three it's trustless for a reason i'm not i can't cheat there you go we're, we're getting some suggestions to battle owls let's go destroy okay. <laughs> um uh, in, in the us. vein yeah in the vein of community i this is more community highlights but let's roll with it anyway um, we saw the launch of Wagdai Low Poly launch, which is for Merlin, Julian, and Her Silence. That was on Monday, two days ago. Um, I don't want to talk about gold, but I will talk about the characters because I think that's, you know, obviously salient to everyone. But you created these 3D models of these three uh, community characters. And um, you, you have Merlin with his uh, sword, you have Julian with his. Um, three balloons that's that's crazier than up right full grown gravity is different on on the, the forsaken lands okay good justification and her silence with his trumpet yeah so i mean i know you don't want to talk about gold but it's kind of essential <laughs> um the uh, yeah so i've officially like converted i used to have my like offlings random bullshit contract which was just like a play space for me to like muck around and like make weird shit and, and, and sell it, um, via gold. Um, so, but now that is low poly wag die on open sea. Um, this is a thing that I'm going to continue evolving. Um, the treasury will open gold will be available for you to purchase buy as much of it as you want. Um, then the treasury closes and the burns are available and they will be for various um, characters from, from Wagdai community characters, uh, NPC characters, uh, alternates, uh, that kind of thing. Um, and I'll continue to do this as long as there's interest for it. Um, as long as gold keeps selling, I'll keep doing it. Um, and people are burning and redeeming and, you know, getting, getting some fun out of it. Cause I, I want to, you know, uh, I love, I love this. This is, it's so much fun to do. And I love, uh, seeing these, these characters, um, the, there'll, there'll be a three day redeem period for each character. And then that's it. Like I, I promise, you know, shenanigans in the treasury for sure. Who knows what's going to happen with gold prices, but, 
um the the figures once you redeem them like that that figure will not be offered again um so they are collectible in that manner um and yeah they are fully you know cco riggable characters um there's a link in the in the collection um that'll take you to a google drive full of um both uh, a sort of stock pose t pose kind of um uh, blunder file as well as the like actual posed version of the character themselves uh you can drop them into unity or unreal quite easily uh you can stick animations on them whatever you want to do like go ahead and like feel free to do it whether you want to make videos whether you want to make a game with it whether you want to use them to decorate your like geocities wag die fan page like go i don't whatever it's yours like have fun with it and uh, yeah for, for go ahead sure okay. um the other thing is like if uh, i mean this is the thing i i love wag die cco so i i can surprise people with their character appearing and not have to tell them but i if i do make your character know that i will be airdropping you uh two models one for you to like sell for profit and then one for you to keep for forever so um there there you have um you know the, the back to the to the community on that side um and then yeah the gold will just continue to fund more weird development in this low poly collection um as well as offset my losses from trading so thank you <laughs> how long does it take you uh to create one of these um, so I'm actually working with uh, an, an artist. Uh, he's he's a really talented uh, uh, low poly artist from Italy. Uh, he's he's he does doing a, a tremendous job. His name's Simone, um, and uh, yeah, it it he's 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 a lot faster than than I am on this kind of thing, and he just does a better job. But uh, you know, it. I think these three, you know, we went back and forth over like the course of a week or two. So, I mean, don't expect us to keep up that pace forever. Um, you know, the uh, whole point, is, you know, it, we're, we're going to do it at a fun pace. Like, we don't want to, like, turn this into a, a grind. Um, but, uh, yeah, we, we hope to get a lot of characters done. So, that's that. Very fun. I'm anticipating pouches. Um, I think that will be top signal for me. That's it? When you see pouches up, you're, you're selling them all? Burn it, yep. burn it down? All right, fair enough. Reasonable, reasonable. Wait, so now we know we the the gold is used to redeem those characters. Yeah. Oh. Right now you can, you can go burn one bar. It'll always be one bar per character. Um, one bar will get you either Merlin, uh, Julian, or her silence. Right now. Oh, it's ra- it's a random. No, you choose. Oh, okay, okay. Hey, yo, maybe it should be random. I don't have the technology to do that. Yeah. I was going to say, you know, that that's how you hook the gamblers that we are in, right? It's like opening a pack of cards. There's blind, blind box, low poly, wag dive for king. Oh, Jesus, how much that's, how that's deep what can we do. make this Ponzi scheme go? Like, yes. Listen, if I was shilling gold every 30 minutes in the library, this is what I would do. I mean, well, this hey. sounds oddly familiar, like the, dir- the dirges. What happened to the dirges? <laughs> Working on one. Oh, we've okay. actually got, we've, yeah, we've got, well, see, the thing is we needed clarification on story notes about Uria. So um, that oh, finally oh. arrived like last week and uh, we've got them. So you'll be able to hear and see uh, details there. Gotcha. 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 Cool. All right. What else have we got, Josiah? Now that I'm done shilling gold for the last 10 minutes. <laughs> We got um, the Black Scryer, the return, the reemergence, also goes by Crypto Chencho. You might know him for driving that whole lore narrative on um, the the Swindler, the Swindler saga. Um, he's been away for some time, but he's back now. He popped up in the Discord with a really fire sneak peek. Did you see it? It's not on Twitter, so I can't post it. No, I must have missed this. Tell me. Yes, so he posted it was an outline of a wag die, but it was animated, right? And there was lightning flashing in the back. And he was like, you know, hey, I'm I'm back to tell the next story of this chapter. And, you know, it, it kind of got me thinking. The only, let's see, Roland had made the animated wag die piece, which was a Grimlock transforming into Malosh. And, you know, that that's what it kind of reminded me of. So I don't know if what he was previewing was... Zer's monster 
right? The the whole current project of the Dark Blade Guild that they are collecting these different relics, right? You have the water from the pools of Langor, you have the raptor skull, and they're going to use it to create some monster using the severed parts of the Swindler. I, I don't know if this is connected to that. I, you know, obviously I suspect it is. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, I guess that storyline's got to resolve itself uh, sooner or later, but yeah, that, uh, I'm down to see. We'll keep our eyes open. Uh, Chenko does good work. Uh, hey, uh, sorry, sorry to go back about the battle system, but I just had a quick comment. Um, I, I like the pauses that uh, it took to roll the dice because that kind of, you know, it, it could have been an awkward silence, but I think that's those are uh, moments where, you know, we as a community got to interject and have either like kind of a little LARP or, you know, a, a history of wag die or like little tidbits of information or even engagement between both communities so i think they yeah, were con- constructive to the space um I, I i would suggest or maybe like encourage us to maybe like see if valhalla is like w- wanting to you know stream something like that if we're able to like stream it because it isn't it it ends up being a game so it's part of you know their platform essentially yeah, I mean, if they're down, like, I'm down to clown, let's go, let's have some fun, but uh, yeah, like, that's good to hear about the, the pauses. Like, I agree, actually, on, on on review, like, it does add a lot of opportunity for, um, you know, uh, people playing their characters and talking about the project and everything like that, so uh, I appreciate that. It, it would, it's it's the most stressful aspect of it, I think, right, because it is like empty space, but it's also the opportunity for the community to shine the most. Right, because like you said, you you interject your personality. That's where you can really sell the, those community members, and you know Julian, everyone using him like a show pony. If it works, don't knock it. Um, he does a great job. Um, it, it's so funny. Like I, I mean, I know we've been going on a lot about it, but like the uh, reaction that that Julian gets is like none other. You know, they're like. Oh, okay. This is like must be a recording of something. Oh no, he's he's live re- reading this. Can I interact with him? And then they like say something, and then he responds, and they're like, "Oh shit! Like this is another level." Like, and that's like the coolest thing. I would if oh man, if we could have like a hundred Julians, we'd we'd be made for sure. But uh, we got to treasure the one we got. So I appreciate you, my dude. Anyway, uh, let's keep it going. Silence, did you have anything quickly to add in before we jump into Conclave stuff? I just wanted to point out that the effort that goes into the low-poly tokens, and in particular, her silence token, in particular, her silence token with the techno beat playing the trumpet, like, if you guys don't realize the store of value that that represents and how bullish that is, that her silence token is definitely, definitely top tier store of value. I mean, fuck Bitcoin, right? Like, seriously, guys. Like, what are you doing with your money? If you're not buying her silence, what are you doing? Yeah, we need a little. Uh, we need a little B uh, redeemable figure. A uh, which one? A little B. Oh, a little B. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> Uh, yeah, there's, there's a, you honestly, like I've got a list now of, of characters that I want to, want to see done. Um, and it, the list gets long, man. Like you might not realize like not just how many active community members like have created cool characters, but like with NPCs and everything as well, there's a lot of characters in Wagtie. Um, you know, we just don't really like recognize it all the time. Speaking of which, well, the with the ether orcs whitelist i know i'm not talking about ether orcs, but in the future of like if i'm reaching out to a community um how many active wag die members do we have on any given day like on average like 60 sure yep. sure yeah whatever yeah. sounds like a good number i if, okay. if if we don't have that many i'll i'll make up some wallets that you can give whitelist to and i'll just like you know burn Ex- them exactly over. yeah yeah exactly <laughs> that's what i'm thinking but uh, it's uh, probably closer to half. I mean, as long as well, you have our silence, 
We all have doppelgangers, so those count. Hey, there you go. Yeah. I mean, if you're not, at the end of the day, it all boils down to bullish on her silence. Every her silence related token. Buy it. Do it. It will never do you wrong. Like anything her silence, buy it. It's bullish. Store of value. Ethereum computers, smart contracts, her silence. Fuck it. Let's do it. 100%. I couldn't agree more. Um, but jumping into Conclave talk, uh, only two major things going on right now. Uh, uh, last night, uh, we transferred power. Uh, the new Conclave members were, were voted in. Uh, this round, you've got me, King Offling, uh, Brennan, Julian, Pandira, uh, Golden Eel, and Bus. Uh, new members, Pandira and Golden Eel, uh, getting sworn in. Uh, 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 Cold World and Poof, thank you for your previous term. Uh, and a reminder that this term is 12 weeks instead of six. We are now doubling their uh, tremendous workload. The Conclave reps, can we give it up for them? I mean, they just do so much for this community. Really, really pillars. You know, we'd, we'd, we'd be lost without them. Um, but yeah, no, that's so transition of power has happened. Uh, meetings are still every Monday in the tavern. None of that's changing. Y'all can tune in in the Discord. Uh, you voice your opinions, complain about things, preach new ideas, whatever, whatever. Um, that's all good. Uh, the only other... <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, remember when I was saying, like, there's a difference in, like, spaces that Wag guys just got this cool that we can't, you know, like, shake? Well, I think uh, I spoke to you soon. Um, <laughs> anyway, but that's Wag Die Weekly for you. And if you like Wag Die Weekly, um, there is a thread open now at conclave.fateofwagdie.com about uh, the future of this show. Uh, we uh, have exhausted our funding and we are now asking you for more money. Um, there's a, basically a proposal for renewal um, just, to, just to keep this thing going as planned, as is. No real changes except for um, the, the, the alternation in, in host. So, uh, yeah, feel free. Um, I, I, yeah, everybody's saying do it again, send it to vote, blah, 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 in the, in the Discord chat right now. But um, I do want to leave a little bit of space in there. If you guys have any good ideas for how to change this show, how to improve it in any way, um, let us know now. Um, it's a good opportunity. Um, can't say we'll guarantee to do anything you say. Um, but you know, it's an opportunity to, to have those voices heard. And I think that's valuable. So let's, uh, let's hear it. If things are feeling stale, you know, I, I, I welcome and cherish, you know, all, all kinds of new ideas to kind of freshen things up at alpha segments, uh, you know, paid sponsors, um, collabs with the community members, okay, no, please. shower talk with cold world, oh, cold showers with cold world. Wait, sir, sir, the integrity of this show has just fallen through the floor. Uh, integrity uh, is important. Yep. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, but yeah, uh, I don't know. I think that's it. You guys got anything else? That's that's about all your conclave business and community initiatives and stuff. You got anything uh, you want to uh, throw on? I, 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 have, I have a little uh, comment. I, yeah, I think conclave uh, nominations are dumb i think everybody in wagdai should serve a term as a conclave rep even if you don't want to because a lot of people don't want to anyway uh and but everyone should have that experience and there should be like a rotating list of different people all the time and that way we don't so you mean like the election process like like military conscription like you you have how do you how do you enforce yes, you people to serve, have, to. have to serve in the conclave of wagdai that and during your term at WAG, in WAGDAG. Or what happens? Oh, well, no, yeah, I mean, we can't force, like, you know, can't force people to come to the meeting anyway, but, you know, just... Or you, or you get banned from Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> it's, that, it's that simple. Too late. So the, the only, the real risk of doing that kind of a system, the only risk I see there is, like, you assign somebody conclave rep, and then they are one of the six signers that can transition power again. And like, if three of them dip from the community completely and don't communicate, you know, that they're, they're, they're gone and we no longer can use that wallet. <laughs> For the multi-sig, you mean? 
Yeah, yeah. You need you need four signatures in order to approve anything, right? So if you have three people assigned to be conclave rep and they just like leave, we're we our whole treasury is locked out. We can't post votes. We can't do anything anymore forever. Yeah, I I do find that also to be an intrinsic problem. Like if we have to switch uh, wallets every single time for the multisig, like there should be. Mm, I don't know. Let me troubleshoot. Let me think about that for a moment. I'll come back. We're, right. we're in good hands. Like the new conclave. I don't know if you guys paid attention, but Gold Neal, who is the dev, is now on the conclave. I, I don't think we could be in safer hands. I mean, if you need a, a vote of confidence, he has crypto dick butts, quite a few. So we're in good hands. Don't worry. Perfect. Um, uh, oh, uh, before we go, I do want to throw uh, a couple of welcomes out specifically to to the Sinners and Saints members who who made the crossover. They've 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 breached the 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 fences and they've made their way over. Uh, Jarvis, uh, dude, <laughs> sold all his sass to buy a wag die and made a great entry into the project. Already killing it. Um, <laughs> Uh, uh, fracture.eth from uh, Sinners and Saints, like a really great community builder over there. Uh, welcome into the Wagdai world. Uh, you're 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 more than welcome. And, and Argyle, if you're listening, uh, love having you around as well. Um, it, your pixel art is amazing, and I can't wait to see what you do with Game Boy Studio. Uh, but yeah, that's about it for the show. Is we got anything else? Fracture.eth, shout out my man. The sushi crusher himself. He, he squeezed a sushi on Twitter because of her silence. I can't imagine. I can't imagine the boldness, the confidence that that took. I'm so impressed. You know, Tribute I thought to that guy. In terms of food content, I thought we peaked with Josiah's Dino Nuggets and Minute Rice recipe. But really, we've reached a new pinnacle here. Look, man, that guy squeezed an innocent bouquet of flowers that had nothing to do with food. Like, he's just, he's just ready to just completely, completely destroy anything that crosses his path in the name of this wagdai Twitter community shitposting. It's amazing. Respect to Fractured Daddies. Love the guy. Hope he gets in the Discord, stays in the Discord. I mean, once Center and Saints go, yeah, we don't need a comment. We'll see more yeah, of him so, soon. Speaking of pinnacles, I mean, I am peaked, but, you know, Prince Hamdo thinks I'm lost in the sauce, and that is actually not the case because I just don't have a job. So, y'all know me. I'm very passionate and intense about the things I love, and I love Wagdai. So, what else? Wait, what does it have to do with Hamdo? Hamdo is, is S tier. Hamdo is S tier. Like, let's give it up for this guy. Definitely S tier. Did you guys read the manga? Like, can we go back a couple of Wagdai weekly spaces? Like, the manga was fucking amazing. Like, I'm at Brent, I'm at Prince Hamdo. Man, I'm getting mixed up. I'm at Hamdo like months ago, and he told me this story in the DMs in the Twitter DMs, and I'm like, yeah. It came to life with the manga. Amazing, like Hamdo, number one bus in Wagdai, 100. Love that guy. Can we go now? <laughs> All right, ladies and gents, thank you so much for tuning in. Don't forget to stay at the pyre. Uh, stay tuned to the Twitter for updates on our next spaces. And most importantly, above all other things, do not forget, we are all going to die. Goodbye, traveler. May your journey bode you well.